conversations that matter to you. We need proper representation. Time for Fridays with Fry. With Russell Fry on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. It is 9.40 on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers. This is the one you found yesterday. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, I like it. Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton came out uh, a couple of years ago, but within the five-year time limit thingy. Uh, also, thanks, Music Friday sponsors. Uh, they're saying Merry Christmas to everybody. Becky was been in communication on the Showtime Auto Glass text line. Uh, servicing Ori in Georgetown County, 843-353-4923. First Choice Plumbing Services. Thanks for being our brand-new sponsors. Absolutely. I like this song. All right. Joining us live and in person, he is uh, the man of the 20 minutes it is <laughs> that we have left here on the show. It is Congressman Russell Fry. Woo! Hey, and you did a great, fabulous job, you and your family, lighting the uh, trees at Brook Green Gardens. Yes. You had so much fun with that. I had no clue. You And all of a sudden, I, was, I heard your name. I was like, hey, I know him. <laughs> I was like, Elf. The movie out. I know him. We had so much fun. James cool. James was like, you know, he's six, about to turn seven. And he uh, awesome. he was so pumped. And he's such like a little ham. I mean, he was like, before anyone even got there, he was up on stage. And he's like, can I speak? I'm like, oh, my can gosh. Can I speak? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, he is growing up in a way that you have no idea. I know. Because you didn't have a, a dad that was a congressman. No. It's just so, it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. He's, he's ready to like take the world on. And, Look at that. What do you think he wants to be when he grows up? Well, it Depends on the day. Um, so it's it's anything from, you know, a doctor to a policeman to a congressman to a, you know, chef. I think he said he wants to cook. Ooh. So who knows? Who knows? But, did you did you put him in touch with uh, Chef Richard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been to, uh, you know, you've had quite a quite a meal or two with Chef Richard. Yes. It's always nice to have a friend who's so talented. I right? know. I know. <laughs> He's really talented. And I like to eat. We all know this. So this is. A, <laughs> It's right up my alley. So, um, Congressman Russell Fry, there's so many things to talk about. Um, you know, let's get a little business out of the way before yeah. we make it all about Christmas. But um, what do you want to talk about? You know, we have the impeachment. We have, you know, uh, well, it's a lot of things. Israel. And yeah. Ukraine. Look, what do you want to talk about? I think next year is just going to be really busy. I mean, we've got January and February, which are going to be pretty rough. And we've got the the budget appropriation stuff. We've passed seven appropriations bills out of the 12. The Senate has wow. done three. Uh, so we've still got some work to do. Uh, but the Senate really needs to kind of get it in gear. I think we've got this this discussion about Ukraine and the border, what that might look like. We'll see what the Senate decides to do there. They seem to be the ones kind of jumping on that. You've got the mm -hmm. Israel supplemental that we passed uh, that is a pay for, which means that, you know, we actually cut money out of the treasury to pay for the appropriation to Israel to help them, which is, you know, kind of easy fiscal discipline that that Washington has just seemed to forget. So I think we've got a, a, a busy couple months when we first come back. And I think that's going to be very critical to set us up from the House Republican standpoint, make sure that we are uh, doing what we said we would do. And, you know, when we when we do that, I'm happy to be a team player when we don't. Obviously, I have had no problem voting against, uh, you know, my own leadership when it comes mm. to it. Yeah. How do you, speaking of leadership, how do you think um, Michael Johnson's doing? I think he's doing all right. I, I do, I do, I don't envy him. I mean, think about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he gets elected. He was never intending to run for the office of speaker, he gets elected speaker. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, 
right up there, con- you know, has control of the house theoretically, but he's he's kind of in midair while also assembling an airplane at the same time. It's just it's just tough. So uh, giving him a little bit of grace, but he has done some some remarkable things uh, and some things that I you know certainly disagree with too. But um, you know, he seems to be trying to assemble it pretty well. He's got a great staff around him of of good conservative people, and I think that will help him in the long term. But been a little shaky at first for sure, and but he's he's figuring out his way. I'm just wondering with all of this talk about, you know, Hunter Biden and things that have been brought to the forefront regarding the actions of President Joe Biden, um, have any minds been changed or have people, do you think, really, I mean, I'm not sure Biden's ever going to be impeached, right? Let's be honest. But we know that the, the main goal is to really expose what he's really about, what that whole family is about. And the Democrats covering it all up. Correct. So do you think minds have been changed? (sighs) Maybe not in the Congress, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the American people have. I mean, you've got 70% of the American people that believe that Joe Biden has committed some sort of unethical or illegal act um, as vice president. And and with, with the transactions that his son and his brother seem to be like constantly involved in. So I think the American people, including 40% of Democrats, see what is going on. And that is something I think that's a win. Change happens. Things happen in in the legislature because you build a case. You do the things right. uh, And you you bring this stuff out the forefront. I mean, the things that we've brought out this year have been mind-boggling to me. Mm -hmm. I did not know that it would go that deep. uh, And it's still still continuing to, to get deeper and deeper for this president. Um, so the American people see it for what it is, and I'm hopeful that 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 translates to some legislative movement too. Yeah, I was watching uh, CNN this morning. I like to change around the channels. I'm sure you do too. See what everybody else is saying, and they were calling out President Biden on the border. Yeah, I, it's so big now that people can't ignore it. No. Not even the mainstream media. No. What are you hearing about what's happening? Is Mayork like that of all people that need to be impeached or fired or whatever? It's Mayork. It is the lowest hanging fruit. It's so easy. What he's is, got one job. He's yeah. supposed the law says that he's supposed to have operational control of the border. He's never had it. Obama's Homeland Security Secretary said if you see a thousand migrants a day, that is crisis. That is a crisis. We're seeing mm-hmm. 12, 13,000 a day. Jeez, uh, and think about this for a second. I mean, Williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia holds 85,000 people. Within a week, that is how many people are coming into this country illegally every single week. And so you're filling up Williams Bryce Stadium with illegal immigrants every single week. Uh, and, and, and this administration, I mean, they just, they, they're not even talking about it, and they pretend like it doesn't exist. They're shifting things around. They create law. I mean, I, I, when Mayorkas came before our committee, I mean, I took him to task. First of all, he wasn't answering anybody's questions, uh, which is always frustrating. But, mm-hmm. I mean, by every which – when you have courts, courts that are saying that – I think the quote was – the Biden administration has effectively created a meaningless line in the sand mm-hmm. that is nothing more than a speed bump for illegal immigration. Right, right. And uh, it's so bad. And I'm glad that the mainstream media is finally doing their job. I wish they would do more of it. Um, but they they don't. They're, they're more intent on propping up the status quo 
uh, and the failed policies of this administration. But finally, uh, and I'm glad that CNN is at least covering it with a little yeah. bit of with a little bit of um. They had some lead in into it, and I was like, "What? Am I watching the right station here?" Right. Uh, I, I think it's just so obvious. Uh, that everybody is talking about it now. And so you all did a really good job going down to the border, bringing it to the attention because that's what, that's what it had to take, but it took like three years to do it. Right. Right. I mean, and, and here's another thing I wanted to ask you, if you think based on your experiences now with um, being in Congress, how intentional is this? I, I think it's very intentional. You can't ignore you know, if, the, if this was like a bad month, you could say mm, it's it's right. unintentional. Uh, you've had bad a couple years at this point, yes. and you've got a secretary that that refuses to acknowledge the problem. That he says that that everything is fine, and then he blames Trump. I mean, he like I mean he he does that. But I looked at and I pulled up the stats in front of him. I said, "Sir, these numbers weren't here for Obama. They're not here for Trump, but they're they're here under you." And the buck stops with you. You're in charge. You're the one that's demonizing your own border patrol. Said they had whips. You've you've created a culture in which the law enforcement aspect of this doesn't apply anymore. They're pushing paper, and so they're not doing what they signed up for. They have a morale problem. They have a numbers problem. They're not hiring uh, to, at the level that they need to hire, and it's because of the culture that he has created and that that Biden has created, quite frankly. Uh, and so. Uh, I think the American people, in fact, I know the American people are with us, and you're starting to see Democrats even chastise and take this administration to task. We have passed a very good bill, H.R. 2, that will fix the problem. Every expert in the world has said that, uh, that secures the okay. border, that, mm-hmm. that gives the, the resources needed to the Border Patrol, that closes these loopholes that this administration has used and abused. Uh, and and that is our position in the House, that they need to get serious about this. We need to get serious about it. This has been going on for far too long. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to just bring up Israel for a minute. Um, We saw uh, John Kirby. I don't know if you got to hear his statements yesterday during the press conference, um, but the National Security Council's uh, communications person, uh, John Kirby. Nick, can I just play this? Um, Because I I couldn't agree more with a lot of what he said. Um, And I you know, don't agree with really much he ever says, but here is what he said when people are calling upon the Biden administration to demand a ceasefire by Israel. They've sh- stopped short, and this must be a UN vote that's probably going to fail. Here it goes. And there's three of them, and they're not that difficult. Lay down your arms, turn over those who are responsible for the October 7th attacks, and give up all the hostages. Three simple things, and this thing can be over, can be over today. And he was saying that about Hamas. And he said, I hear everybody calling upon a ceasefire by Israel. Why aren't you calling out Hamas? Why aren't you people calling out Hamas? If they would have just laid down their arms, turn over who was responsible and release the hostages, this could have been over on October 8th. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think you're right on that. Uh, I agree with him. And that's that's the that's the frustrating part. And I think this is where Democrats are really having a problem, like a, a an identity problem, is that some of their folks are just flat out crazy on this issue. Uh, and, you know, they're calling for ceasefire and there's an occupation and it's an apartheid state and all this kind of nonsense. But then you've got some some sanity here. And I think this is, you know, this is where there's actually some pretty 
wide bipartisan support for standing with Israel. Mm-hmm. Everyone recognizes it for what it is. In fact, they, they you know they still they're still having problems with Hamas. They're not they're not occupying even when they had the ceasefire. They were not they were not uh, they were not abiding by it. They were continuing to yeah, violate it. Right, exactly. And and they're not our friends. They're not our allies. They're not going to be peaceful. It is within what they want to do to to get rid of it, the state of Israel. That is their objective. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that the Biden administration is. I mean, I understand they're saying, "Hey, listen, be more careful." Hey, hey, you know. And I and uh, I don't know if. I don't even know where it was, but some organization laid out like 8,000 pairs of little children's shoes to demonstrate how many children have been killed in the action, as if it's Israel's fault. Right. It's really not. Right. Well, you take the stance of the United States, right? We've been very clear, I think, uh, for the most part, (laughs) been pretty clear. But you look at Canada. I mean, yesterday, Hamas, I think it was yesterday, Hamas praised Canada for calling for a ceasefire. Mm. I mean, this is Justin Trudeau's Canada. You don't I mean, want to be on the same side I've as talked to, I've, I've talked to members of parliament in, in Canada who are on the conservative side, and mm-hmm. they are just so ready to get rid of that guy, and I hope they're successful. Yeah. Because uh, he is just, he's just, he's lost it too. Yeah. He certainly has. Um, it is 9.53. We're speaking with Fridays with Fry on a Thursday. I know we're confusing everybody. Um, but are we taking a break or saying goodbye? We're saying goodbye. It's time we to reach go. the end. A lot of people are saying because what they did in Colorado on the on the text line, it's just like multiple. Can Taking we do that Trump. to Biden? Take Biden off the South Carolina. It's like I don't think we should. Well, this is this is a continuation of what we have seen for so long. You right. started with you started with the the Steele dossier, the Mueller report, impeachment hoax number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, in every which way they've tried to do this. Uh, look, the polling is great for the president. I think uh, um, you know Donald Trump will beat him, uh, and we should let him do it. Yeah, and, and I think I think the Supreme Court will rectify this. I mean, it's such a, it's such an abuse, oh, so yeah. problematic. What what Colorado has done? Have you um, gotten a sense of Trump world lately? Yeah, no. they, they feel very good. They're very, very bullish about not only the primary. I've called it a primary in name only because I mean he is leading everywhere by a, a wide margin. People want his administration back. They want his policies back. Uh, And I think he's going to be our nominee and the 47th president of the United States. Okay. Amen to that. Well, hopefully your Christmas wish and mine and Nikki's will come true. Yes. (laughs) For sure. But um, And uh, are you sticking around for the holidays? Yeah, we'll be here. Uh, Looking forward to it. We may may sneak out of town for a couple days and go to the mountains and just turn off the cell phone. That's good. Well, I hope you do. I hope you do for sure because, you know, your family's working just as hard as you are holding up the the other end. My wife particularly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Congressman, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year in January 5th. We'll do a year recap. Yep. And uh, find out what's coming down the pike. Absolutely. Also, if you can get a recap for us involving what is coming down the pike for South Carolina in particular. I'm sure you've worked on some things for that, too. All right. Well, have a great one and a great weekend and Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Um, Have a great, great Christmas with your family and friends. A lot and of people saying Merry Christmas to you and I, and they're going to miss us. Yes. And Merry Christmas to you, Russ. A lot of Thank those you, coming in. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And to all the listeners, appreciate y'all letting me take up your Fridays, <laughs> even on Thursdays. Even on Fridays. Thursday. <laughs> all right. Well, have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? It is. Okay. Because <laughs> if I'm not here on Wednesday, I forgot to so call me. <laughs> no, Thanks for listening to The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers.